Hey, glad to be back with you this Sunday morning. Uh, thanks again for joining us. And today marks the end of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, if you missed a portion of that, or if you even like to start over and redo, go to our website and you'll see the link below. Uh, I'd love for you to get all the information that you need. Uh, find the tab 21 days and everything is there for you to start, start over, go back. Uh, I, I pray that this is just simply a starting block to build upon. Uh, this is not meant to just go back to the way things were. Let's build upon this foundation that we've started or begin today and build with that 21 days of prayer and fasting with us and then step in and let's grow together. We talked about the beginning of the year that Jesus was gonna be this thing, this person. Our lives are centered, rooted, grounded in. And as our life is rooted and grounded in Christ, we have the space to actually grow. This year, we're going to look at the person of Jesus, his life, his mission, his ministry, and let that be what defines our life as a church. Let that be our instruction. Let that be what our church is rooted and planted in. And I believe that 2021 is going to be unlike any other year as we step in together, unified in the person of Jesus. The scripture says, that a church that does that, a people that does that, the world will take note of that kind of life. And it will be that which proves the person of Jesus to the world. So would you step in with us as we are a kingdom movement growing together by loving God and loving the world? Last week, we talked about this message that's transforming the world given by Jesus to a religious leader named Nicodemus. And he told Nicodemus, the way to freedom, the way to discover purpose is to be born again. Born again spiritually, actually raised from the dead. <laughs> Jesus offered the way to Nicodemus, which was himself. If we come to Jesus, believe his message, receive him as the, the Lord and Savior of our lives, New life is breathed in us and we are raised to walk in true living. Now, we're going to see in John chapter 4, let's continue and just see uh, the next part of the story. Two very different contrasting people. In fact, two complete opposite people, but yet same message. Today, we're going to discover uh, making a difference. We're going to talk about making a difference. How do we make a difference? What does it look like to make a difference? Jesus is arguably uh, the most influential person to have ever walked to the face of the earth. Uh, he had little to no resources of earthly value, and yet his legacy continues on to 2,000 years later. So this is the message that Jesus talked about. This is the life that he lived, and we're going to discover how he made a difference and his mindset that offers this difference. So let's step in together. John chapter four, if you got your scripture, check it out. We're gonna start verse one. Now, when Jesus learned the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John. Now here's the parentheses. Although Jesus himself did not baptize, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. Man, there's so much in the first couple verses that we can capture from just the simple fact, number one, that Jesus wasn't even baptizing people. I think he did this on purpose to distinguish himself from John. You see, the Bible talks about that Jesus was gonna be the Messiah that baptized with fire. That means presence of God. 
Jesus didn't baptize anybody with water, but his disciples, who he raised up, did. Baptism with water is very important because it's a turning away. It's a death to self and a race to walk in faith of the Messiah who's coming. Jesus is that Messiah. So they were baptizing. But the second thing to note is that Jesus, when he notices or when he hears that religious rulers have heard that he's baptizing more people, he knows what's coming. He teaches uh, simple truth in the, in the Word, but he said, be harmless as doves and shrewd as serpents. A wise man once told me, Jay, don't lose your serpent. Sometimes we as believers, we forget about the fact that we are called to shrewdness, called to understanding, called to awareness. Jesus was very aware of what would happen when the religious leaders found out he baptized more people. That means heat was coming. But listen to me, uh, 2021, haters going to hate, you know? But in the face of haters that hate, it doesn't ever lead us to a place of cynicism. It doesn't ever lead us to a place of discouragement. Look at the life of Jesus. Jesus is not discouraged by this. He is actually moved by this. He takes it as a blessing and goes on to the next place because he knows his purpose. And he is absolutely free in what God has called him to on this earth. He didn't miss it because of haters. And so if you decide to follow Jesus, you begin to step into your purpose, you begin to make a difference, rest assured, Jesus told us that you're going to have problems, you're going to have issues, you're going to have trials. So if you think you're going to follow Jesus and life is going to get a lot easier, just go ahead and receive this. He said it's not going to get easier. But he said, listen, I have overcome this whole world. So whatever comes at you or against you, I am with you, and our purpose is greater than this place. We're not from here. We're called to a higher place. So live for heaven in the midst of earthly things. Haters going to hate, but we're still going to move. So 2021, look out. Let's go. We're going to follow Jesus, and I believe the best is yet to come. Let's continue our story. Verse number six, it says, Jacob's well was there. When Jesus stopped, he says he comes to a well. It's Jacob's well. And Jesus, listen to this. Tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. Listen, right here is, is a very, very pivotal point of this story for us to even see, is that Jesus broke cultural norms. Jesus was always breaking cultural norms. And do you know why? He broke cultural norms that were not true because he lived only according to the truth. In that day, rabbis were often uh, people who didn't even speak to women. Uh, a lot of commentators write that uh, rabbis often wouldn't even speak to their own families. If they had a wife, they wouldn't speak to them. If they had daughters, they wouldn't speak to them. They wouldn't even look at them in the time of their teachings. And so Jesus, to come along the way, not only find a woman alone, but find a Samaritan woman who is absolutely hated by the Jews. Jesus breaks all cultural norms that are not true. Hear that loud and clear. Am I calling us to rebel in this season of 2021? No, 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 listen. But I am pointing to 2021 as a very pivotal year as I see constantly that people are in desperate effort to begin to define what the truth is. Everyone is looking for an identity. Everybody's looking for a name to call. 
a truth to speak. They're all grasping for a way to identify what is true. And here, listen, if you do not know the truth, then it is going to lead to an imbalance in your life. And if our lives are not rooted, Christian, believer, Jesus follower, if our lives today are not rooted on the truth, and if we are not aware of what the truth is, the scripture teaches that we will be something like a wave tossed in the wind. Jesus is never a wave tossed in the wind. You see, he knew the truth and the truth set him free. It set him free to the place where he is confident when others are not. What gives you confidence in 2021? What truth is it that you believe about yourself, about society? If you do not know the truth, eventually, or if what you have based your life in is not true, you will find yourself in an imbalanced place. The truth balances us and helps us to know that when things get off track, we know how and where to pull things into balance. But when there is no line of truth and everyone gets to define their reality of truth, truth ceases and so does any kind of order. Truth is the baseline where order can happen. Without truth, there is no order. And the pervasive thinking of today is your truth is absolutely fine. And I want to speak very, very clearly as I shared with somebody on the street who thought that very same thing. In fact, the more people I'm beginning to share with and talk with, this is the theology of our day. Your truth is yours and mine is mine. And I'm just telling you, if there is no absolute truth, then chaos is soon to follow. It's what we're seeing today. There is an absolute truth. And the reason I've decided personally that Jesus is the truth is because no one in all of history claimed that they were going to die and resurrect from the dead. You can go to Muhammad's grave. You can go to the graves of Confucius writers. You can go to the, to the graves of theologians. You can go to the grave of philosophers. You can, you can go to the memorials of great political leaders, but you can't find the grave of Jesus. And historically, Jesus is a real figure. And if what he said is true, we have to do something with the fact that this is either the greatest hoax of all time or what he said is true, and we've got to do something about it. There's a lot that Jesus said, and he redefined everything. He said he was the light that came into the world of darkness to actually show the truth. So he's either the truth and what he said is true, or what he said is an absolute lie, and we've got to figure out what the truth is. And until the baseline of truth is set, there will be chaos all around. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. If he is the baseline and what he said is true, this will bring order in your life. Decide for yourself whether or not he is true. And I promise you what the scripture invites you into is order, relief, blessed. And that is only found through the person of Jesus, which I believe and I'm speaking to you is the truth today. Step in and discover it for yourself or go search for it. Uh, but if today you're trying to define truth and trying to figure out what it is, you've, you've got to decide how and, and how you know that it's actually true. Step in and begin to really uh, dive into maybe some of the assumptions and the truth you believe. My personal word for 2021 is assumption. I, I, frankly, I've grown up in the church and I've read the word, I've heard the stories, but my 2021, I've committed to the Lord and said, God, if, if what I believe is not true, would you show me? 
And would you show me the truth about yourself? I, I, I don't know it all, <laughs> but I want to know you more. And so would you, would you maybe join me as we grow together and just saying, God, take my assumptions. What have I assumed that are not true? And show me what's true. And then lead me in your way, and I want to follow. Uh, I believe it's going to be life for us as we continue to step in. Let's continue our story, though, as Jesus has met this woman at the well, and uh, he's begun to talk to her about water. Uh, verse number 10 says, Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift that God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would have asked me and I would give you living water. The more we know our Savior, the more we're going to realize that he actually wants to give you what is good. 21 days was so fresh for my soul and I pray it was fresh for yours. But as you stepped in and continued in the 21 days, I bet it got better and better and better. As we step closer to the Lord, the scripture says that he steps close to us. And so would you step close to him and begin to understand that your voice matters? He talked to this woman at the well and said, if you would just simply ask, I would have given you. He said this to somebody who was the lowest of society. So maybe you feel low today. I believe this word is for us who feel low. He wants you to talk with him and he wants to give you living water. It continues in verse 11. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is so deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestors Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Jesus offers this woman eternal life. And he says, I'm the water. I'm the one that will give you this life. He told Nicodemus, I'm the one who's going to give you new life. I'm the one who's going to give you this life you're looking for. Two very different people. Think about it. One's a man. One's a woman. One's rich. One's poor. One's a good person. One's a sinful person. One's an outcast and one's an accepted ruler. Think about it, the dynamic that this is. Two opposite people, and yet the message is absolutely the same. Do you want to make a difference in somebody's life? Jesus came to make that difference, and he spoke one message, no matter where we were, because it applies to every single one of us. We are all in need of truth. We are all in need of life, and Jesus said it comes through me. Come to me, and I'm going to give you the life you were looking for. Might not look like you want it to look, but it's actually what you were looking for all along. This is what Jesus says to me and you. But how can I make this difference? Think back. What actually started this encounter? Think back to verse number six. Wasn't really the woman. Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. This is what I love about our king is because in his godness, he submitted himself to an earthly form and he didn't cheat. I don't know about you, but if I had every ability not to be stuck in this shell of a person, this, this failing body, I wouldn't. But Jesus, the God-man, submitted himself humbly to a body, a shell of a human being. 
And instead of being like, man, a stupid body, I would never be tired if I didn't have this thing. He never got cynical. He was always hopeful because he knew that there was a plan in his weakness. One of my favorite stories that I've ever heard is a story about an Indian master, an Indian master who had two pots and he would carry water uh, to his master's house. And these two pots he carried every single day, large water pots, and one was a perfect pot and the other one had a pretty big crack in it. He would carry water up to his master's home every single day and the one pot would empty out about halfway due to the crack that it had and the other pot would hold all the water all the way. Eventually one day, the pot began to notice the fact that he wasn't carrying as much water and he noticed the fact that his friend carried all the water. He looked at his master who was the servant and said, Master, I'm so sorry that I can't carry as much water. I'm so sorry about my crack. And the master looked at him and said, next time we walk, I want you just to notice the flowers. I think it'll be a benefit to you. And as they walked down the path to get more water the next day, the pot looked over and noticed the flowers and they were very beautiful and it brightened his spirit. But he got water that day and still began to spill. And as he got back to the house, he said, the, the flowers were nice, but I'm just still sorry that there's water pouring out of my cracks. And my friend is just so perfect. And the next day, as they walked back down to get more water, the servant said to the pot, I want you to see these flowers. And I want you to understand this. I know that you're cracked. But because I know you're cracked, I decided to plant seeds all down the walkway so that as we walked every single day, it was that crack that served a purpose in your life. It was that crack that actually watered the, the flowers all the way up that street. But what you've got to understand is I would pick those flowers and I planted them for a reason. I would pick them and I would put them in the master's house to make his house beautiful. You see, I understood your crack and I used it for the advantage. And it, has, it is because of that crack that the master's house is made more beautiful with these beautiful flowers. And had your crack not been there, it would not have watered these flowers because do you notice that only flowers grow on one side of the street? And when you thought you were missing that water, when you thought that that crack was a problem, I knew about that crack and I was using it so that the master's house was made beautiful. I knew about your crack, but I had a plan for it. And your, your crack is beautiful. You see, this is exactly what Jesus understood about his tiredness. In the midst of being fully God, he's fully human. And, and he knew that when his body said, I'm tired, he knew there was purpose. He knew that he might be running behind, maybe as he, as he was going to Galilee. He knew he had big things ahead. But what stopped him that day was tiredness. And when some of us look at ourselves and we look at how maybe the world has defined maybe a crack that we have in our life and we receive what the world says over 
what makes us a little bit different or what isn't quite right or what isn't quite good. And we begin to define that based upon the truth that the world tells us. We will find ourselves discouraged because Jesus redefines the truth and says, listen, when you receive me, I've got a purpose for every aspect of your life. Listen to what uh, the writer of 2 Corinthians says. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. How can we make a difference in the world? How can we make a difference in 2021? I want, I want to tell you something that seems almost too simple. But it's what this woman at the well did. When Jesus told her the truth, she believed it. She believed. One of my favorite parts of the story is verse 28 and 30. The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. This story doesn't end here. You see, the village came out, poured out to see this person, Jesus. And they begged him to stay. And so Jesus stays for a time and shares. And it says that many believe, many believe. You see, this woman believed Jesus' message, left her past, and went and followed the message and the call of this person, Jesus. And then invites others to come experience this person who gave life and promised all these things to her, told her all about herself. She believed. You see, when we believe and we step into actually receiving this truth, what Jesus said is something naturally begins to flow fresh within us. As we receive what Jesus said as truth and accept it and believe it as a part of our life and then step because of it, what we never expected nor could we invent begins to happen with our bodies, our persons, and God begins to pour out His glory from a clay earthen vessel. Are we perfect? No. But it's those imperfections that begin to show off the glory of God. So has once upon a time somebody said you were broken? I guarantee you that God wants to transform that brokenness and reveal His perfection among what the world has called an imperfection. God wants to transform your cracks to be a masterful beauty of His, of His glory of his revelation. God wants to show off through you. Would you let him? Do you want to make a difference? Then surrender your vessel. As you surrender your vessel, you will begin to make a difference. Do not do this by yourself. And if you decide in 2021 that you want your life to be different, you want to actually make a difference, would you reach out to us? I would love just to have a conversation with you. And maybe you don't want to talk to me. I'll introduce you to somebody else that you want to talk to. But would you connect with us on our website right here? And uh, right here, you'll see it right here. Uh, and would you fill out that form? Would you just let us know uh, who you are and how we can connect with you and how we can help you discover in 2021 how to make a difference? And together, I believe, as we step deeper into Jesus' teaching and his life and receive for ourselves 
his truth, our life will be like this plant, which is continuing to flourish. And we'll do that together. And so, would you join us next week? And I cannot wait to hear how God ministers to you as you receive uh, his glory in our clay vessel, knowing that he's going to transform our lives to be the difference and to actually make a difference. I love you, friends. Thank you for joining us today. Be blessed. We'll see you next week.